Welcome to Straight and Curly, a podcast for self-improvement junkies. I'm Kelly Exeter. And I'm Carly Jacobs. This is episode 135. Hello and welcome to Straight and Curly. How are you going today, Kel? Um, I'm a bit tired today, to be honest. I'm not quite sure why because uh, I have I've not been sleeping spectacularly well, but I've not been sleeping poorly. So I don't know. Maybe I think possibly it might be some allergies because we've had. Of course, because it's spring. Yeah. Well, we've had like this cranking easterly wind blowing in Perth. And when that blows in spring, that's kind of our prevailing summer breeze until the sea breeze comes in. But in spring, I think I've been told it brings all of the pollen from the wheat belt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and drops it onto Perth. So, yeah, you go. They, that's probably why I'm a bit tired. For celiacs, would that affect them, do you think? Like breathing in wheat? Well, I don't know if it's just if it's the wheat or whether it's just the weeds in the wheat belt mm. and it's just bringing all the pollen from over there. But, um, yeah, it's funny because, yeah, it's been quite hot as well. So I think um, everyone's just a little bit like, whoa, because this week in November – um, it's like all 35 and 36. Oh my God. I would people die. in the US, that's all like nearly a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. So it's just been like, Whoa, Hey, summer's here, but it's spring. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we've had a few summers in a row that have been kind of total non-events. So everyone's like, Oh, okay. This, this is you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. Yeah, kids. All the kids at school are sick, and we think um, it's just because the temperature is just—it's gone from like kind of winter to bam summer with no spring in between. Oh. So maybe that's why. Yeah. But, um, anyway, we let's get straight into it. Straight we'll into it with recommendation of the week, as always. So my recommendation of the week is the Versace series on Netflix. I haven't actually finished it yet, but I am loving it. So I knew Versace was shot, but I realized is I had the Versace who's the fashion Versace. <laughs> yes, Kelly. Oh God, I fashion. was so cl- I was I thought you were laughing because you were gonna go, oh my god, no, Kelly. It's no, what are, the, what are the Versace is there? <laughs> Just I, was, I, was, I was wondering, is there a Versace serial killer that you bet? Oh, you, you thought know, I you thought the killer, killer was Versace? I do. <laughs> I do, but I was just like, sorry. Yeah, just sorry. You mean like the, the fashion guy, Versace? Yes, the fashion guy, Versace. Um, <laughs> so I knew that he was shot, but I realized I had no idea by who or why. And I'm, you know, I really like fashion and always have and know a lot about fashion designers and same with serial killers. So I was like, well, this is really weird that I haven't you know, been into this at all. So it's very dramatized, um, but it's so much more complicated and weird than I thought the story was. Penelope Cruz as Donatella is a massive highlight too. So for anyone who likes true crime, and this is actually quite serial killery because. Oh, there you go. (laughs) It is. It is a bit serial killery. But the thing is, is that I, when random people just get shot, like, and it's a hate crime or a crime of passion, that's not as interesting to me. There's something about serial killers that just quite fascinates me just because I can't quite understand the thought process behind it. I can almost understand a crime of passion. Like not, not that I would ever shoot yeah, anyone, I guess. but you know what I mean? There's kind of like a connect yeah. and it's the same with, you know, mob crimes. You, you can understand like revenge and money and all that kind of stuff, but 
when there seems to be no real motivation, that's when I am really drawn in because I think, oh. And is that the situation here? It it? is, it is. And I didn't realize that. So there's there's more to the assassination of Versace than you might think. And it's just, it's also a really cool look at the history of the brand. And um, I I love Versace, absolutely not my style in any way, shape or form. Like it's just so opulent and, you know, over the top, but it's fabulous. And if you, you know, like fashion or serial killers, or both, or Ricky Martin, then this is the series. Or Penelope Cruz. Or Penelope Cruz. Oh, all right. Well, I'm I'm going to do a Netflix show as well, but it's a bit of an oldie but a goodie, um, and it's quite different to your suggestion <laughs> in that. Um, so I've just watched the first five seasons of Brooklyn Nine Nine with the kids. Which, oh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, you, so you've seen it. Oh, right. yeah, so, it's great. Awesome. I wasn't sure if you'd seen it. Um, but yeah, it might seem a little inappropriate to have watched it with the kids. Um. But, yeah, it was actually the show that Ant and I were watching before he died. And um, if you've listened to the podcast, you know I haven't really watched really any TV this year. Like I just now just go to bed with the kids. Um, and I particularly was not able to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine because if you have watched it, like Ant, Ant and I were totally Jake and Amy in that, you know. Oh, you are Jake uh, and Amy. <laughs> You know, Amy is like that super straight and, you know, for listeners of the podcast who don't know where straight and curly came from, it's like because I'm super straight (laughs) and I've got straight hair and Carly's a bit curly and she's also got (laughs) curly hair. Um, Anyway, so, you know, Amy's a super straight striver, people pleaser and, you know, Jake's a funny guy, you know, who's always trying to get her to loosen up a bit. So, yeah, we were Jake and Amy. So I haven't kind of been able to bear watching it but um yeah I'm not even sure how the kids and I ended up watching it but somehow we did um and it's just been really nice um so now we you know at the time where Aunt and I used to watch it we we now watch it and except that we finished watching it um and yeah it's just been actually really nice and it's it is a little bit. There are there are bits that are quite smutty, but I don't know if you noticed. They don't actually swear. They don't. Story. Yeah. When you just said that you watched yeah. it with the kids, I was kind, of, and you were like, "It's inappropriate." And then I was thinking, "It's actually not. It's quite no. um, tame humor." It's very very tame, and yeah. So the stuff, the kind of adult stuff, just goes over the kids' head, but they get like the funny stuff. And yeah. They, they just really love it. So anyway. We have, that's just been fun to watch with the kids. So please tell me if there is anything else vaguely like that that is funny and I'm able to watch it with the kids. Please do tell me. We did start watching Good Place, um, but um, Mia One figured out the twist of The Good Place uh. in like the first episode, <laughs> which shows how her mind works. And two, she's, she's not, she doesn't like it. She finds it a bit freaky. So, um, yeah, so we are currently, one, looking for a Brooklyn Nine-Nine alternative and also, two, trying to figure out where we can watch the rest of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What is it? That's not on Netflix. So, so group, tell us. British humour may work for you or it may oh, not. Yeah. You might like the in-betweeners. Okay. Yeah, it's, right. it's about, like, four British kids that um, are in high school and it's just their funny shenanigans. Okay, all right, I shall look. And that's on Netflix? It is on Netflix, yeah. Uh, I'm 
literally making a note in between us. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, it's been a really nice nightly addition to our nightly routine. Yeah. It's and either really going to nice be a one. massive hit or it's not. Um, and I look forward to hearing <laughs> yeah. how you like it. Don't worry. My kids will give you their most honest <laughs> feedback about it don't you worry about that oh god tell them i'm <laughs> right, sorry so on or to your... not i'm quite sure <laughs> yeah we'll see i'll let you know um so your random thing of the week carl so my random thing of the week is I've spoken about this before on the podcast and you know how I'm obsessed with dogs that have human names. <laughs> so I met two dogs on the weekend with the most appropriate human names in the world. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. actually asking what you. Happened? You're ready? They are Irish setters called Hamish and Patrick. Isn't that the most amazing yeah. thing you've ever heard? Like yeah, I, I've. I feel like they sound like someone's fancy gay Irish uncle. It's like I love these dogs so much. They're enormous. They're just they're, and they're so beautiful and so snuggly. And I've actually met them twice before because they're not the type of dogs that you meet and then forget. And their owners live yeah. locally, and so I'm low key stalking their mum to be friends with her. So she added me on Facebook, and so far so good. And hopefully she's not listening to this and thinking I'm a total freak because this is a really weird way to ask someone to be your friend. It really on is. A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but also very 2019. So, yeah, but also know. she would totally be able to recognise herself. She's like, I don't know if too many other people that have Irish setters called Hamish and called Patrick. Hamish and Patrick. <laughs> well, those are amazing dog names, and I agree. They do sound like your fancy gay Irish uncles. They do. I'm here for it. Cool. So on to the topic of the week, and Carl, you're going to explain this one, which is um, – Yes, you go ahead, you explain it. <laughs> so we mentioned the concept of rewriting the stories you tell yourself in a recent episode and everyone wanted more on that topic. So we thought we'd do a whole episode on it. Um, it's worth noting that this is a really big topic. So these tips aren't intended to be all um, all encompassing. They are more of a starter pack than anything else. But first, so what do we mean by the stories you tell yourself? So they're things that you say in your head every day, like I'm not a morning person. I don't like salad. I don't like exercising. I'm not good at working in a team. I'm not good at pitching slash selling. I don't look good in pants. I can't change a tire. I'm really bad at saving money. I only find bad guys attractive. So there's this um, Cherokee legend of two wolves that I um, I think it's actually <laughs> okay. So I've I've read this legend before in several articles on this topic, but it's also um, mentioned in the Twilight books and movies. Um, so for any yes, Twilight fans, I also found there. something today that said it's like you know it's not a real legend, but it doesn't matter because the thinking behind it is. Yeah, exactly. So here's the, here's the basic gist of the of the um, the legend. So an old Cherokee grandfather is telling his grandson a story. A fight is going on inside me. He said it's a terrible fight between two wolves. One is evil. His anger, envy, greed, arrogance, resentment, lies, and ego. He continued. The other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. And the wolves are fighting to the death. Wide-eyed, the boy asks his grandfather which wolf will win. The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. So this yeah. is that, that's kind of a thing to keep in mind as we, you know, go through rewriting your own story. So here are some of our tips for rewriting your stories. Yeah, so the first one is to 
be aware of them. So a good first exercise is just to take note of the stories you tell yourself. So And you'll find them kind of in the scripts you use to describe yourself to others or you'll find them in the things that you say to yourself. So the things that Carly's mentioned already, like, you know, I'm bad at saving money. I'm not a man, um, I'm not a morning, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning <laughs> person. Um, and a good way to kind of bring these stories to your awareness is to catch yourself telling a colleague or someone uh, something about yourself, make note of what you tell them, and then actually write it down. So if you catch yourself telling a colleague, oh, I hated maths at school because I was so bad at it, or, you know, you tell another parent at school, or, I wish I wasn't the type of parent who yells at my kids all the time. Um, Often it's like these things that are like a bit throwaway comment type things. Like they might be just throwaway comments, but often, more often than not, they're just stories that you don't actually realise that you're buying into and they're stories that are affecting your life in a way that you don't even realise. So, yeah, the first step really is just being aware of what the stories are that might be driving how you come at life. The second tip we have is to come at your stories with curiosity. So there are some forms of psychology that will get you to actively challenge these stories or scripts. So they'll get you to ask, is this story true? What evidence do you have that it is true? And this approach definitely has its place. But for the purpose of this podcast, Um, being a bit of a starter pack with regard to rewriting the stories we tell ourselves, we feel gentle curiosity is a good way to approach these stories. So you've made note of some of these stories you tell yourself, gently ponder, where does this story come from? How well is it serving me? And which wolf is it feeding? So it can get tempting to judge yourself for your story or judge the story itself. Resist the urge to do any judging. So imagine a friend was telling you this story about themselves. What would you ask them in order to find out where that story comes from? What level of kindness would you use? Apply that same approach to yourself. Resist the urge to look up your story um, on a piece of paper and think, wow, you're so dumb for thinking this. Yeah, I think that's so key. Like it's, you know, it's very, and again, it's just that whole compassion thing. Like we extend compassion to our friends, but we seldom extend the same compassion to ourselves. But if you can not judge the story and just look at it quite dispassionately, um, then it allows you just, you know, kind of come at it with a little bit more um, rationality, I guess. Um, So, yeah, the next tip is to then identify which stories you want to rewrite. So it's likely the stories you'll want to tackle are the ones that are a little bit toxic or, you know, to go back to the Cherokee thing, um, feed the evil (laughs) you know, feed the evil wolf or the things that are bringing negativity into your life because negativity is super sneaky and insidious and often we don't even know that we're actually being negative. So, you know, complaining about busy can be, you know, quite a toxic narrative. Um, Just complaining about another co-worker can be a toxic narrative. Um, Actually, when I think about it, complaining pretty much about anything. Yep. Is a toxic narrative. Um, You know, we don't want to be all, um, you know, sunshine and lollipops and like nothing in life is worth complaining about. But yeah, that complaining negative attitude is often a negative story that then kind of feeds other negative stories. So yeah, but you know, ultimately, before you can tackle a story and do some reframing and rewriting, you have to know what the actual stories are. And then you have to know which of those stories you want to change. And then you can 
change one story at a time. So if there's something we can come back to time and time again on this podcast, is that when you're trying to change something, start small, start so small and change just one thing at a time. So let's not try to tackle every negative story that you've noted and rewrite those all at once. Give yourself at least a month take note when that story pops up and then be ready with a reframing. So the story that you know exercise is good for you, but that you hate it and you have to do it, you can reframe the have to to I get to. So instead of thinking I have to get out of bed and exercise, think I get to get out of bed and exercise. And that reframing works for a lot of things. So rather than sighing and thinking, oh, it's Monday and I have to go to work, you can say to yourself, it's Monday and I get to go to work. When you say get to, this immediately reframes the sentence into one where gratitude is inherent. So instead of, oh, I have to take Hattie to daycare now, saying I get to take Hattie to daycare reminds me how lucky I am to have access to daycare and also a place I trust to look after my child. So this is just gentle reframing. Um, if you resolve to apply it to just one story at, at a time, you'll be so surprised at how that reframing just starts to happen quite organically to other stories in your life. Um, so just to recap, um, be aware of the stories you tell yourself, come at these stories with an attitude of curiosity, identify the stories you want to rewrite and change just one story at a time. So what we're going to do now, Kelly and I are going to talk about uh, stories that we've told ourselves and how we've rewritten them, or in my case, are still in the process of rewriting. Uh, So the biggest story I've told myself, and it's been an ongoing battle that a lot of you would be aware of, um, I, the story I told, I've told myself continuously is that my life would have been and would continue to be better, brighter, more spectacular if I was naturally thin. And it's really sad, but it's true. I've spent a lot of time trying to rewrite that story and I'm only just starting to succeed. I'm a size 14 to 16 and I can't really see myself ever being smaller than that because I've run out of foods I can cut out of my diet. Um, I still watch what I eat and I still consistently exercise to maintain this incredibly average figure of mine, but I do it for mental health and general wellness. And I need to rewrite my story and acknowledge that there are plenty of thin people with less followers on Instagram than me who have less satisfying jobs, who can't find love and who aren't happy. I do still believe that not having to worry about my weight would have taken a huge burden away in my life, but it wouldn't have magically made me successful or happy or adored because deep down that's just ludicrous. Like it wouldn't, but it's easy to fall into that trap of thinking that. Uh, So yeah, that's a a story I've told myself that I am continually trying hard to rewrite. Yeah, and it's frustrating. I've watched that story play out and and watched you work so hard to do all the things and, yeah, and it just sucks. And, yeah, I wish I could say more. um, (laughs) It just is what it is. And, yeah, I do hope that one day you do get to that point where, like that burden lightens a little bit because, you know, it is a heavy one to carry. It is, um, yeah. <clears throat> so I guess um, the, probably the biggest story I've, I've told myself this year has been that I don't want to be here without Ant and that if it wasn't for the kids, I wouldn't be here. Um, and it's probably a good example that a story can be true but that doesn't mean it's serving you very well. Um you know, so, you know, that's why I'm kind of always a little bit wary of going, well, is it true that way that you feel? And it's like, well, yeah. Yeah, it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is an actual fact. Um, if my kids weren't here, I 
probably wouldn't be either. Um, but, yeah, and I wish I could actually take credit for turning that story around myself, but the actual truth is, and, again, this is just a sign that sometimes you just need to take what you can get, um, is that a medium told me that I wasn't going to die anytime soon, which which kind of bummed me out at the time. Okay. Um, I know. It was, yeah, it was a bit confronting because I was just, yeah, I, at, at that time I was kind of in a secretly hoping I would die kind of phase. Um but it's totally it, fair enough, by the way. Yeah, like it's totally yeah. natural, and you know, I, I, you know, and I really wasn't doing a lot to talk myself out of it. I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to keep going forward, but really, I don't want to be here. But I will say that that medium saying that to me forced me to change my thinking from I don't want to be here, I don't want to be here to okay, Kelly, you may not want to be here, but you are here, and you're going to be here for a while yet. So you need to stop existing and start engaging with life as if you're going to be here for a while. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's difficult, you know, and so it's, yeah, I won't lie, it's, it's very difficult, but like literally every single day when I wake up and I kind of look at the day ahead of me and I go, right, here's another day that I've got to get to the other side of, I, I kind of do have to make the decision every single morning that I'm going to engage with the day rather than just survive the day. And, you know, it is making a big difference to how I come at life at the moment. So, yeah, so there you go. I just thought it was worth us sharing a story about it, you know, so that we're not just, you know, paying lip service to these things and to show people that we are not just telling you what to do but that yeah. we are actually engaging in these things that we're telling you about ourselves and we're not perfect at it um, and sometimes we need additional help beyond what our own minds can help us do. Um, but, yeah, we're fighting the good fight with you all. So, yes. Um, can I just like just a, a thought that I'm having about you going to see the medium because I remember you asking in, was it in the group that you asked about the concept of seeing a medium? So I asked in the Stuart and Curly group, yeah, if anybody yeah. had ever seen one and if they had anything to say about it good or bad um yes yeah I'm really pleased that you went to see that medium and it sounds like they gave you um very responsible sound advice so yeah I just wanted to say that I thought that was a very good outcome so yeah yay for that that medium but no I just like because I like I what at the time I thought whatever is going to bring you comfort and if it's going to um bring something positive out of your life and I think it did so that's a really good outcome yeah it's yeah it's probably yeah maybe do a discussion about it another time and I know people are a bit like what the um you know people are either for or against it I was again I mainly went to see the medium because I felt very disconnected from Anne I just needed something to you know as much as is much as whether you believe in mediums or not and I'm still not even sure if I do or not yeah um you know I just wanted to feel like he was there because I was having I was struggling to connect with him so I actually she was actually the second one I went to because I needed the second one to validate the first one so this is (laughs) (laughs) that is totally on brand (laughs) 
I'm granting I have teeth. But, um, yeah, but she was, yeah, at, at that particular time of this year, it was, I think it was just before my birthday, I was right in the middle of a whole bunch of firsts. Like we just, I just had, I was just saying to, you got I mentioned um, how I was talking to Brooke last week and I said to her, um, I'm feeling a lot better right at this moment in time because I haven't had to deal with a first, whereas back then it was like, Aunt's birthday, yeah. and Jason's birthday, then my birthday, then our anniversary, then Father's Day, and it was just like, whoa, too many firsts all in one hit, and it was I was very discombobulated, and it was really driving that I don't want to be here without him narrative. So, um, but yeah, she did lead to a significant shift in my thinking, um, and whether she's right or not, she she was like, look, I see you being around for a, quite a bit longer, <laughs> so you're not going Good. to die, and I was, and at the time, I was like, oh. Damn. Okay, <laughs> that's not really what I wanted to hear or came here looking for, but um, okay. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it was exactly what I needed to hear at the time and maybe that's what mediums do. They, maybe they don't talk to people beyond, but maybe they can just see what you need to hear and then give it to you. Anyway. I actually, just to give you a bit of a laugh, I went to, I've only been to, but I'm sure that you'd call him a medium it was like a palm reader or something in yeah, right. Bali. And I went with um, Kate from, uh, she's not Kate, She's not secret bloggers business anymore. She's just Kate McKibben. Um, she does like blogging, at, um, like funnel training and stuff. And Chrissy was there as well. We were all on a trip to Bali and we went to go <laughs> see this palm reader. And he told me I was going to have four children. I was like, absolutely <laughs> okay. not. At the, at the time I hadn't even decided to have one and like hell I'm having four. So <laughs> just to give everyone a bit of a giggle. So yeah, that was my one experience with a palm reader, but yeah. Um, yeah, so let's move on to kicked ass. Uh, uh, sorry, kicked our ass. I'll go first. So at the moment, I have too much client work. So I would never usually complain about that because <laughs> I enjoy working and I enjoy money. But uh, yeah, it's really killing me. Like my clients are fantastic and it's really good work, but my client work days are intense and I'm struggling a bit. And I reckon I might need to ditch one of my days at some oh. stage and you know how much it pains me to turn oh, down work. Know, right? Yeah. Oh man. I feel you. I feel you. I think, yeah, it's just when you add a baby into the mix and it's just that just extra pressure of, yeah. and, and you need more downtime. Like you, you do so before you never, you could go for so long with not experiencing burnout. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, dear old Hattie has taken that yeah. away from you. And she's actually like, she's a really chill kid, but even really chill babies need uh, yeah. to just be in their faces all the freaking yeah. time. Even just like getting her in the car, I'm like, oh my God, why is this so hard? Like, why are you so heavy? And what's with all these cliffs? And she's fine. She's just like laughing and, you know, giggling and being a delight. And I'm just like, why, why so many things? And also, Car seats are going to be in my life for eight years. I know, eight honestly, years. the best day of your there will be two best days of your lives in the future. The first is when Hattie can do her own seatbelt, like so when she's just in a mood to see, and she can do her own seatbelt, like you won't even know yourself. And then the day that she doesn't even have to have a booster seat anymore, that would be another amazing day. Actually, I'm, that's one thing I'm really looking forward to, and I'm also really looking forward to when she's old enough to make her own breakfast and turn on the TV on a Saturday. <laughs> I hope she's like Jaden. Jaden figured out like how to turn the TV on. Like I don't know, maybe when he was 
18 months or two, which I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But um, but Mia, I reckon quit, she couldn't do it till she was like five. So <laughs> I, hope, I hope Hattie is a Jaden and not a Mia for you. Oh, come I'm sure on. she can be a Jaden. She's got... She's got Ben as a dad. So. Yeah. She also is like, she's she's weirdly sharp. Like <laughs> yeah. she was in the bath tonight and I was co- and I got the comb and combed her hair for the first time ever. And she kind of closed her eyes and was like, oh man, this is great. And so I combed her hair for a bit. <laughs> and then I stopped and handed her the comb and she took it off me and started combing her own hair. Like just straight away. I was like, okay, kid, like just, you know how to do that now. That was a very quick pick up of the skill. <laughs> Little weirdo. It's not exactly an easy skill either. No, it wasn't. No. Um, okay, so what kicked my ass? Um, look, we're just starting to get into the silly season now. And in the past few years, I've actually been really good at knocking back all those like, oh, we must catch up before Christmas invitations. Um, but because our circumstances are a bit different this year, I have been saying yes to more of those things because people, like, they do genuinely need to see us. It's not just like a yeah. service, oh, we must catch up before Christmas thing. It's like, no, no, I need to see you guys. Um, but, yeah, I'm getting a little bit frightened by how full my calendar is and it's only, like, kind of mid-November. So I'm thinking I might um, just need to back things off a bit now. Um, no, my catch up after Christmas, people. Okay. Yes, definitely. Um, Kicked ass, Carl. Um, so kicked ass for this week is that. So th- this is a really, really weird one, and it's not really anything I had control over, but it's super interesting, and I just thought I would tell everyone about it because I find this kind of stuff interesting. But I got my period back when Harriet was about five months old, so I've had maybe five or six periods since then, and I don't have period pain at all, oh my like God. none. That's amazing. How amazing is that? So like every time I get my period, it is a complete shock. So if you're new to the podcast or you like, you know, missed this narrative that has just been throughout my entire (laughs) life, I used to have horrific cramps to the point where I'd be lying on the floor and crying. And now I've got nothing. It is fantastic. So I don't expect it to last forever, but it's bloody lovely at the moment. And um, yeah, I'm in utter shock. Like I... I have friends that, like, I complain about my period a lot. And I have friends that, like, I really don't know what your problem is. Like, it's really not that big a deal. And now and I'm now one of those people. you know people. what they feel like. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm I just hope like, it stays like that for you. I hope it's not too. like a breastfeeding thing or something. I know. Like, oh, no, 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 because um, I'm not breastfeeding you, anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she's, well, well, she's one. So she kind of was just dicking around and it, she wasn't really into it. And so we just kind of went, well, yeah, let's not do this anymore. So, but I only, I, we only stopped kind of like a week ago. So okay. who knows, but All yeah, right. it's, um, yeah. So hopefully, oh God, I hope my period pain doesn't come back. That will devastate oh, me. Um, Cause now you've felt what it's, now you know yeah. what it's like to not have a period with pain. Yeah, and be shocked by it. Back. Like, like I have friends and like, oh, I got my period. I got caught out to have a tampon. I can borrow and I'm like, what, sorry, does your uterus not pound you from the inside for three days leading up to your period arriving? Like what kind of heaven do you live in? I am that woman. It's fantastic. Oh, that's the best. Oh, it's just funny. I experienced a little bit of that when I was walking in Tassie where I was like some of the walks are really full on and quite hard, like um, a lot of pressure on your quads and back because of you know, the, the ups oh, yeah. and downs. And, the, and I was doing this walk going, wow, like nothing hurts. <laughs> So I've had like kind of this sciatica for years, um, but because I think because I've been in my garage, stuck in my garage doing you know roller and some CrossFit stuff and skipping for like the whole winter because I couldn't get out and run, I just like yeah, 
I'll be like, wow, I'm walking and nothing hurts. That's amazing. And I was like, I I really took a moment to appreciate it because I was like, this is a great feeling. That's fantastic. It might also be that like a lot of the, um, maybe some of your residual grief stress is leaving your body maybe. That would be really nice. Yeah. Maybe if it's just like, I mean, obviously, you know, the rest of it's not going to just like disappear, but maybe the, the physical symptoms of it might be easing up, which would be nice. Yes, for sure. Um, so yes, your that is your kicked ass is the best kicked ass I've had heard all year. <laughs> um, my kicked ass is a bit lame. It's just getting through my to do lists every day at the moment because um yeah I'm quite tired at the moment. But you know I'm doing all the things you know we talked a few episodes ago about how to come at life with good energy even when you're tired and exhausted. Um and yeah I'm doing all those things and they are working well for me because I am very tired and exhausted yet I am still getting through my to do list every day. So I'm very proud about that. So. Yes. That's awesome. Oh, also I meant to tell you guys, usually in between our episodes, we like have a bit of a chat and something funny happens and something really funny happens <laughs> in between the episodes today that I actually didn't even tell Kelly because it was so funny. She was like, oh, after the last episode we recorded, she's like, oh, there's a fire in here and it's really annoying me. And then I heard her huff and puff around the room and I heard her go, oh, bleh. <laughs> So, so, so clearly you got the fly there. It was just so funny. I fully smacked it so hard with the book and it just squashed all over the back of my book. And I was like, ah, and I had to wipe it on the dog's blanket. And I'm like, oh, no, now the dog's blanket has squashed fly on it. So, yes, anyway, Carly got a good earful of all of that. But it was so funny. It was just like exactly what, like if I was listening to a radio play and they wanted to record the sound of someone telling a fly, that's exactly what it would have sounded like. It was very funny. Oh, excellent. All righty, time to wrap up. Time to wrap up. Don't forget, we do have a Patreon page, which keeps straight and curly in your ears and covers our production costs. If you love listening to the show and you want to support it, just visit patreon.com forward slash straight and curly. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Smaggle and at Kelly Exeter. And and yes, finally, do jump into the Facebook group and hopefully... um, what we spoke about today because yeah there was a lot of interest from people like tell us more about that whole rewriting the story you tell yourself thing and then of course like I went to do a bit of research and I went whoa this is like one of those big topics massive Um, yeah so like I said we just did try to keep it very simple and very starter packy but yeah let us know in the group whether it was helpful whether you have anything else to share um and we look forward as always to chatting more with you and me Thank you so much for listening to Straight and Curly. This week's show notes and links will be available at straightandcurly.com. And if you have any questions or weird self-improvement hacks you want us to trial, you can tweet us at Kelly Exeter or at Smaggle, or you can email us at hello at straightandcurly.com. Bye.